0: welcome to the jim and jeremy show Uh, i'm jim mcclanahan director of corporate relations and outreach in the career and corporate outreach center in the college of business and i'm joined by my partner jeremy as always hello everyone jeremy t director of advising recruitment and retention for the college of business And this episode of the Jim and Jeremy show is about interview skills, which Jeremy and I were talking before we started. There is no way we can do this in eight minutes because each of us have about two hours worth of material. And hopefully you're taking advantage of resources that you're finding in classes like Mentrum 321, coming to the Career and Corporate Outreach Center when you need a mock interview, uh, coming to things like prepare for the fair. Uh, Hopefully we have that in, in, uh, in October, Uh, knock on wood and doing things to sharpen your interview skills. But each of us have one thing uh, or or a couple things that we can, we can tell you to be ready for in an interview. Jeremy,
1: you want to share yours? Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that is is most important to me is that, and that, that I would recommend is be okay with some silence. Too often someone will finish their question and you are immediately talking before, right as they finish that question. And what you're doing then is you're not taking the time to really think about what is the best example, what is the best way to answer this question, and you just start vomiting up words. And then sometimes your first couple sentences aren't even really that great in terms of you're not adding any value to this, this response. And particularly for phone interviews and kind of the first interview when we do them, it's like, we have 30 minutes at the 30 minute mark, we are hanging up the phone. So if you are rambling so much for the first question, then we're going to get to a point where you're going to be out of time on some of the the later questions. So a couple suggestions that, that I have that I've seen people do, and I've done in interviews and I think it's really, really powerful is if somebody asks you a question and you're in your mind thinking, how am I going to respond to this? Take a breath and just say, That's a really good question. May I take a moment to think of the best example of how I handled that situation? May I take a moment and think of um, how I would like to answer that question? Or um, Emily, the director of the Undecided office, I was in on her interviews and something that she did that I I think will probably never forget and was also very impressed with was she told us right away at the beginning, she's like, when you ask your question, I'm going to write it down. So that I make sure that I'm answering the full question, because as you get to higher level questions and higher level positions, sometimes there's two parts to the questions and you don't want to miss that. So I would ask my question, she would write it down and obviously it takes her longer to write the question down than it does for me to say it. So there's a, what felt like 20 seconds in between as she thought and gathered her thoughts and everything. And then she would give just phenomenal answers. Now, some of that probably is that she's just really good at interviews, but taking that extra 10 seconds to really gather your thoughts, think about what you want to say, not start with, uh, and then go in and start using filler words to just to start vomiting up things so that they're, you're breaking the silence. Allow the silence to be on your side. Silence is very powerful. I left that interview with her thinking, She is a very well-thought-out person, someone who is not going to respond without thinking through a problem or the question, and I was just really, really impressed, and I thought that was a great way to allow yourself to gather your thoughts and answer your questions in the best way possible.
0: I was just enjoying the silence there for a moment. And I know it seemed like it was an hour for you and I and, but for the people
1: listening, it was just a few seconds. And I'm sure we'll do this on another topic, but when you are in contract negotiations, really let the silence be speak for you because there is nothing that is more awkward than when I say, Jim, I'd like to offer you the job and we're going to start you at X And then that happens <laughs> there. And then it's, did you hear me? Are you okay? But that's for, oh, that's right. for another podcast. It's, it's X, but we're going to give you a company car. <laughs> Still silence. But yep. you, did I talk about the retirement? So really let the silence speak for you because I think a lot of people that it's just going to allow you to, get to get, get the best possible answer put together. And then you're not going to be tripping over yourself, trying to get to the point because you're scrambling. Salary negotiation is a topic for another
0: podcast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But we'll get there. So for, for me in interview skills, the interview doesn't start until they say, do you have any questions for us? You always have to have questions for us. And I would have a notebook, I would have at least five questions that really reflect research that you've done about the company and even about the department that you're about to join. And it can be anything from what's going on in the news, it can be something from recent product releases, it could be recent reviews, Uh, it could be uh, questions about culture, what the work-life balance is like. This is an opportunity for you to interview them. Please don't take the job just because you get offered the job. Take the job because you think, number one, you think you might like the culture and you could thrive there. Number two, you're looking for skills to build to get you to the next job. So it might be worth taking a job that you really don't want or a job with a culture that might not be the perfect fit. If I can get two or three skills there that I know will really help me get to the next step in my career, which is what I'm looking for. So really understand the company that you're working for. Ask really, really good questions. And show that you uh, understand who they are, what they do, what they stand for. I've been doing, we used to do interviews for extended studies. And I would ask people, what do you know about extended studies? And they would talk about the 4-H program and the Master Gardener program. And I would have to say, I'm sorry, that's cooperative extension. That's not extended studies. Uh, I know they both have a similar syllable, but they're two different organizations. And that person inevitably would not get the job. Clearly, they didn't care enough to actually Google us. So that, I'm always surprised at how many people don't know anything about the company that they're interviewing for?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can remember spending probably a week preparing for, I mean, I moved here from Wisconsin, so I don't know much about Nevada or I didn't at the time, you know, what are the biggest companies in Reno? What are the demographics of Reno? Um, How is Reno changed in the last 10 years I mean obviously we're applying to a business school as well so what are some of the the corporate partners here but if you are not spending at least a couple days really diving in deep and as Jim mentioned you know talk about if you mention a new product that they just launched or a new community initiative that they were just a part of what you want to do and we've had people do this when we leave an interview say i think that person knows more about our catalog or our classes than we may because okay? they're bringing up some random crazy thing that they pulled off of uh one of our uh old events or something like that and then the reason for that also is that you then know that that person is going to do their homework when you give them an assignment or a task that you know they are going to put the effort forth to make sure that they understand the whole complexities of the project and that they, you, you really get to see some of, of, of their work ethic and their attention to detail in the questions that they ask. And again, I think five is, is great, and a couple of those are really simple ones. What is the timeline for this decision? That's, that can just be the last one kind of a filler. What's the culture. I always enjoy putting them on the spot and saying, why do you like working here? Because if you get some pauses and you get some awkward looks around the room, then what's going on there. As Jim said, you're interviewing them. You want to make sure that this is your, this is a good fit. Cause if it's not, you're wasting six months of your life, probably there. And if the people you're interviewing with don't appear happy to be
0: there, or excited to talk about their company, that should be a red flag for you that, hey, there's there may be a culture problem here that I want to uh, sidestep and avoid. This may not be the perfect fit. So yeah. don't hesitate
1: to walk away. Yes, and I know that is tough, probably for some of our recent graduates, and you're going into the working world, and maybe jobs are uh, a little bit... A little bit tougher to to get at the moment. I know we have lots of companies that Jim is working with that are are hiring students right now, but you know, taking a, a job that you know you're not gonna be happy in you're it's gonna be a struggle because you don't want to just leave that job in a month because now your now your resume has a bit too much job hopping and that's for another conversation, another podcast, but um it's it's tough to to take a job knowing that you're, you're probably going to be end up leaving it relatively quickly.
0: And as we assumed when we started, we are way over time, Jeremy. Yeah. So we'll have to leave it now to questions. Uh, I'm Jim McClenahan. You can reach me at businesscareers at unr.edu. And I am Jeremy Teed. And you can reach me, reach me at businessadvising at unr.edu. And thank you for listening to the Jim and Jeremy show. We'll see you next time.